Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, sorry about the delay. My name is Simon Miller. Welcome to my pro wrestling show. That camera is all out of whack. Ah, we'll have some white. Uh, can you get rid of it? Go on. This is fun to start off with. That will do. Basically, you know, always load up Streamlabs before you start doing a live show. Never leave it to chance and never hope that, you know, when you load it up, it's all going to be good to go. It was not. Boy, four, three and a half minutes late, I'll take it. It's not too bad. Had a break last week. Uh, members of the Patreon are aware of the deal was. Uh, thank you to everybody that cared that there was no show. Always nice to know that people are interested and want to know what's going down. Uh, talking to the patron as well, just a quick little plug before we get into it. I'm not going to go about this too much. I'm not much of a salesman. If you've ever come to one of my wrestling shows and hit up the merchandise ta- uh, table afterwards, <laughs> you all know that it's not, it's not really my, uh, my forte. But, I mean, essentially, the, just to explain it just briefly, the Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash SimonMiller316, there's a link in the description below, it's how I fund the podcast, be it audio on here, or all my YouTube stuff, anything I basically do in my personal life. Now, it's all good, such is life, people have finances and financial troubles they need to, to, need to focus on, it's kind of heading in the wrong direction at the moment, which means eventually uh, I may not be able to do as many of these as I'd hoped to. Uh, I'm going to go and fiddle with the Patreon later as well and try and make it more rewarding. Uh, but yes, yeah, so just a quick shout out. I never do this. So just to explain it on a more, I usually just mention it and move past, but on a more long form uh, approach, I guess. If you come to the Patreon and even throw a dollar in, if everybody that listens to this podcast threw a dollar in, I wouldn't have to worry about it for, for, for a long, long time. It doesn't matter if you can't. It, I'm still going to do it as much as I can. But as a freelancer and as a man who makes his money based on the work output that's going out, I have to kind of make uh, sure these things balance out. So I thought I'd use the start of this podcast. I don't like it because I think it sounds like begging. And I'm not begging. But, you know, if I'm not making enough money that it's uh, viable, I guess, you have to look at it. I don't want to stop doing it. I love it. But again, there's loads of rewards on there as well. Uh, I am going to shift it around in the next couple of days. Uh, nothing will change. I just want to make it look a bit more up to date than it needs to be. But yeah, patreon.com forward slash Simon316. Even if you can give a dollar, it helps me so much. And if you don't want to do that, you can use a super chat as well. Shout out to my man OP who has done that. He says, perfect timing with the stream, Simon, on shoulders in the gym right now. Have a great day. We missed you last week. That's very kind, OP. I missed it too. I like doing the podcast, hence why uh, it ties into what we were talking about before. I don't want it to, start, uh, to stop. And a shout out to my man Lamel KH2 who says, Bray Dark matches hurt, brackets heal my soul, Oscar up. The Bray Wyatt thing, man, is um, is fascinating. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it in a second. I was thinking about Crown Jewel earlier and how I just I don't really care if the Fiend loses now. It's completely gone in the uh, it's completely gone in the opposite direction. But anyway, we are back. Had to take last week off again. It's all out there. Should you need to know, or you can just follow me at Simon three one six on Instagram and Twitter to get updates. And also, Ian, if, if you heard what I've just said and you're like, I really can't afford to put any money in, just please give me a subscribe. Whether you're listening or watching this right now, give me a subscribe. If that number goes up, everything is cool. And shout out to Shelby Lynn as well in the super chat who says, I have missed your positivity over the last week. It's all very nice. Thank you, Shelby. And thank you to everybody else. Unfortunately, we're going to start on, I'm not going to say we're going to start on a negative note. 
But we do need to talk about the ending of Raw, which does seem to be polarizing, to be fair. Some people seem to quite enjoy it. Other people seem to be absolutely perplexed by it. And I think I could kind of understand... I kind of understand both sides. I think that the Rusev-Lana thing, and Lashley, let's include him. So this is the RLB. We'll call him the RLB. They are doing the best they can with this situation. And I would argue that you could say it's in so bad, it's good territory, right? I kind of understand that. I kind of get it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say you were wrong. But as Undead FB Goo has just weighed in uh, in the super chat, Simon, I'm so close to cutting ties with WWE. I'm going to guess that ties into what we're talking about now. And Undead, lovely to see you as always. And please do let me know if I'm wrong. But... They are doing their best with it. You know, if you're put in that kind of situation, it's like if someone gives you lemon, make sure you make lemonade. And I think they are achieving that. But when I watched it, I was just I was so baffled. I was so perplexed. I don't mind campy stuff. I don't mind so bad it's good stuff. I don't mind. I don't I, I can't think of any more analogies or examples. But it's just, for me personally, I don't think right now, with the current climate of pro wrestling, it's the kind of thing that is going to win over new fans, which is what WWE needs right now. It feels very much like going back to the well, and I think even more than ever, there's this sense that Raw and SmackDown need a big shake-up, like we need different structures, we need different formats, we need different wrestlers being pushed, we need different everything. It needs to feel brand new. So going back to stuff that's kind of Attitude Era-esque, although with a modern-day twist, and look... It is a story, right? It is a narrative. If you want to find out what's going to happen next week with the RBL, you can... The R- is that right? Hang on. Yeah, Rusev, Bobby Lana, I'm right. If you want to... You, 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 know, you, you have it there. But my worry with it is, is that... And not everything in wrestling has to be believable, but this feels exceptionally unbelievable because it's like Jason Jordan being Kurt Angle's kid. I just know it's a wrestling storyline. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when you're trying to tie into this soap opera stuff, I think sometimes you need to... You need to balance that out. I'm not, I don't massively care where it goes. And I'm the biggest Rusev fan ever. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It, it just, it's not coming across for me in the way that I think WWE is hoping that it does go across. And to finish Raw off with that, I mean, it doesn't even matter anymore because Raw's a three hour show. And by the third hour, a lot of people have checked out. I was just flabbergasted by it. I, and the fact that the last thing you heard was a fan shouting, this is really weird. I was like, isn't it just random fan? Why do they have to have Lana and Bobby Lashley make out so much as well? If you haven't seen it, and you would have seen in the thumbnail, this week, Rusev is laying on the floor as Bobby Lashley and Lana just make out and kiss each other like they're kids. And it's the first time they discovered they can do that, like horny teenagers. And I, I don't know. I'm baffled by it. I don't even know if I have much to say about it now that I've started ranting and raving. It's just... It's just so weird. And how does it all end? Like, how does Rusev just get his revenge? Then what does Lana do? What does Bobby Lashley do? How do you recover? How do you get out the other side? I'm not sure. Silence is her weapon zero, says anyone else notice how Simon looks similar to Philip Marks, or flipping Marks, I should say. That's in the super chat too. Don't know what you're talking about, silence is her weapon. But I will say, if you don't know who flipping Marks is, search for Kayfabe News on YouTube and give him a subscribe. That's all I'm going to say. And Jesse Holbritton. In the Super Chat says, Simon, would you do my son and I's wrestling podcast? Well, Jesse, I mean, well, yeah. Send me an email, simonjmiller at gmail.com, and we can try and figure something out. Simple as that. Uh, all, the, all the stuff about bookings is in my bio uh, on my Twitter page. So you can go there as well. But if we can make something work, absolutely. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, that is how Raw ended. 
perplexing. I mean, let me know if you liked it. Let me know if you didn't like it. Let me know if it's your thing. I just think WWE should be doing something different right now. I'm not going to sit here and go, well, AEW's doing this because I almost think it's irrelevant. I don't want WWE to be AEW and I don't want AEW to be WWE. But I would like Raw to end on a note where I go, man, i got to tune in to see what's happening next week. And I don't think I've ever got that. And I think if you go through the whole show, you don't really get that from any kind of a segment. Like, even the Team Hogan, Team Flair stuff. All I know is that it's going to happen on Thursday at Crown Jewel and someone's going to win. I know that's what wrestling is all about, but there's no, there's no underlying depth there to make it more interesting than that. And I think it has to be. It's been thrown together quickly. We kind of all know that it's being done because Crown Jewel has a lot of money put into it and they like nostalgia. So Team Hogan and Team, uh, Hogan and Flair can do that. It's not Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair, which I don't want. But still, at the same time, it's like, okay, so we're not seeing that. So it's just a bunch of dudes versus a bunch of dudes. And for some reason, Ric Flair is the, ba- is the bad guy and Hulk Hogan is the good guy. Do you know what I mean, though? Other than the fact that it's Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair, two legends of professional wrestling, you could have missed this episode of Raw and tuned into Crown Jewel and it, you wouldn't have felt like, oh, I've missed a piece of the story. That's the same for uh, all the stuff at the moment with, uh, oh, what was it? Now my brain, I mean, uh, Seth Rollins and The Fiend. How did I forget that? Like, it's the same with Seth Rollins and The Fiend. What have you missed? I mean, Seth Rollins burnt down the Firefly Funhouse. But as he said on Raw, he was well aware that, <laughs> that Bray Wyatt was a carpenter and was going to rebuild the Firefly Funhouse. Okay, so I, I should have ignored that then. Because we did just get back to the starting point. I'm not saying these things aren't fun to watch within the you know with the context of the show or that you you know you can't you can't get something out of them but there's there's nothing else to employ you to tune in next week. Like I loved Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre I did and I know that it did really good ratings last week which is why they did it again. But it's still a bit like okay last week I saw Drew McIntyre win and this week it was a no contest or DQ however you want to spin it. It, it, I just I feel like we need more building blocks. We need more of a narrative. We need more of a thread. I need to be able to look back a month ago and go, you know, oh, Drew McIntyre did this then, so it makes sense that Ricochet is responding in this way. And I don't feel that we get that. And I guess we are kind of getting it with Bobby Lashley, Lana, and Rusev, but that goes the other way, and it's a bit trashy. <laughs> and hey, there's nothing wrong with trashy storytelling. Trashy storytelling is basically what reality TV is, and maybe that's the kind of crowd they're going after. And if the ratings come out later and I'm wrong, then more for me genuinely more for me and i'll be happy for that that would make me really really happy although there is a part of me the way that, that kind of wants um uh what's uh what'd you call it uh wants wants it to do badly so that rusev can get out of this because it cannot be fun to see your wife making out with someone every <laughs> every single week uh shout out to undead it'd be good in the super chat always supporting always appreciate it undead uh, on the advert for wrestlemania they said top superstars and show charlotte becky the fiend brock and roman no seth bit telling missed you simon uh, that's very nice thank you i missed you too no i'm uh, i mean it is interesting that he's not on there yes i would agree seth rollins is a whole issue onto himself like, as soon as he arrived on that backstage, he did a promo on Raw, if you haven't seen it. And as soon as he arrived on that stage, it was instant booing. He hadn't even said anything. This is our top guy on Raw, our top babyface, our universal champion that we're supposed to love. And that we did love only six months ago after he slowed the beast at Mania. And yeah, he's not on a WrestleMania poster. A lot of people are down on him. It's difficult. It's tough right now. It, 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 I mean, he is suffering from Roman Reigns syndrome. Almost how WWE rebooked themselves into this, I don't know. We wanted The Fiend to do something. It was Seth Rollins that was pushed in the way of that. He became the obstacle. So now we've all put our hate onto Seth. It's exactly what happened with Roman Reigns. And it's happening again now. 
Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how they get out of this. Shout out to Brandon Carvalho. I hope I got that right. Who just threw some money in the super chat. Massively appreciated, my friend. Thank you so much. Uh, Geeked Out Nation also in the super chat. Again, really appreciate the super chats. WWE have made me give up on Raw and SmackDown. I haven't watched the last two weeks because it's just not as fun for me. Twitter shows me I'm not missing anything. Well, that's the other thing. I was on Squared Circle earlier, the Reddit thread forum. And you can literally watch the bits you want to watch on there. And you can do it on WWE's own YouTube page or like Geeked Out Nation. You can do it on social media. And I'm not saying those things shouldn't come out after the fact. I think they absolutely should. I think it fuels the discussion. But it does kind of feel like Raw can be watched in clips. And that's not shouldn't be the case from a three-hour long show. There should be so many bits that we uh, you know, take out from it that we don't want to miss. We don't want to get spoiled. And I don't think Raw is that kind of show. I think Raw is a show that you can catch up with afterwards. And because you haven't missed that much, you're still well aware of what's going on. And that's nuts. That really, really is nuts. And I'm surprised that we've wound up there. Uh, Nick C in the super chat says, great to see you back, Si. Raw had good matches, in my opinion. Thank you, Nick. Good to see you as well. Uh, no, I mean, Raw did have good matches. I'm, I'm never criticizing the quality of the matches. I'm just criticizing the kind of putting it all together. I mean, Becky versus Kyrie, I like. Drew versus Ricochet was a great match. AJ Styles versus Humberto Guerrero, awesome. Uh, what else did we see? There was something else on there. I can't remember. I didn't really understand Charlotte and Natalia versus the Iconics. This is the other thing. And we'll get to this in ups and downs. Again, if you're joining live on YouTube right now, in 43 minutes, we all head over to What Culture Together and we can watch Raw Ups and Downs live. Why are Charlotte and Natalia friends now? <laughs> like, I don't understand that. And this is a big problem with WWE. And again, I've done a little thing in ups and downs. Stuff just happens. And that's it. That's the explanation for all of it. Well, that happened because stuff just happens. I have no inclination as to why Charlotte and um, Natalia would be friends. Why Charlotte would give up her obsession with a women's singles title to now be in a random tag team, taking on the Iconics, who I haven't seen in about six weeks or eight weeks or more. And last time I did see them, they lost the tag titles, but now they don't care. But stuff just happens. So it's, you know, it, it's those kind of things that I think we need to... Uh, the word I'm looking for to just solid just solidify just solidify my man PJ Barnes in the super chat says the thing that would completely save the WWE and then brilliantly in brackets he put for about two weeks is if Kane and Brock get into an actual fight at Crown Jewel Smackdown's ratings would soar then they'd screw it up by Christmas you're right that would work because it would create such a buzz and uh, you know afterwards that everybody would probably want to see it and they definitely tune into Smackdown like you say PJ 100% to figure out what the fallout would be. I think everyone's getting really stressed out about these SmackDown ratings on FS1. I think we need to give it a month, six weeks, maybe even to the end of the year to see where we balance out. And it was on FS1. I know they're much lower than we were expecting. But the real damning statistic to me is that Brock versus Kane on pay-per-view that was, what, 50 bucks or whatever the UFC charge, I think did about the same number. And that's incredible. And I understand it's a different thing, but to get a similar number to a free TV show, to a pay-per-view, it, it is nuts. And you're right, I don't know what they're going to do at Kane versus Brock at, at Crown Jewel. I've been thinking about it today. I don't know what direction we're going to go in. I don't know what we're going to do. I certainly don't think we can make Kane Velasquez the WWE champion. I think it would break everybody's last bone in their body, who are, who, you know, the people that are still hanging on. But it's fascinating. Also, talking about that, where was Braun Strowman on Raw? He's got this big match with Tyson Fury. It's not like he's going to be on SmackDown because Crown Jewel's the day before. Or say, better not be on SmackDown brand split 
Anyway, <laughs> Silent Disco Weapon Zero in the super chat. Thanks for all the super chats today, by the way. I've got a little cue, which is amazing. That, you're, you're good people. Uh, they need to give their talent more freedom. They have their, they are packed to the brim with talent and choose to waste them. Could you imagine a heel Sammy or Samoa Joe? They would hit it out the park. I will give them the benefit of the doubt with Samoa Joe because he is injured and he's doing a lot of promotional work. We'll see where he falls into the pack when he gets back. But Sami Zayn is a great example. I mean, to me, you've mentioned heel Sami Zayn. To me, it should be uh, the super over face Sami Zayn. All you need to do is go back and watch uh, uh, in um, his NXT days. And it was always, he was a bit like Bailey in the sense that Bailey seemed like such a sure thing when she got to the main roster. You could almost call her the female John Cena, should you so wish. When she got there, she wasn't handled right. Sami Zayn kind of fit into that same character. He was so beloved and he was so sympathetic as a babyface down at NXT that it was like, well, just do this on the main roster, be that Raw or SmackDown, it would work. And we never did it. And it's baffling. And now he's just Shinsuke Nakamura's manager, which is a crazy situation for someone that talented to be in. I guess if they turn on each other, that will be fine. But no, the, the Sami Zayn thing is weird. My man Phil has texted me about ups and downs. I'm just going to tell him. He wants to know how many downs it's going to be. I oh, know the up count, up down count. Should be, not going to spoil it here, should be X ups and X downs. There you go. Phil's in the know. Phil gets all the spoilers. Obviously, Phil edits it. Uh, Geeked Out Nation in Super Chat says, does the SmackDown rating show a lack of interest and loyalty in WWE? Yes. I mean, yes, there's no point pretending otherwise. It absolutely does. You know, if um, you know, if you want to see that show, even if it's on a Friday, you go out of the way to see it. You'll find out this on FS1, be it with social media or the crazy amount of advertising that Fox did. So yes, I'd have to say that it's not a great, it's not a great crystal ball into what the future may be for SmackDown on Fox. But again, we are three, four weeks in. We've got to give it time. You've got to give it to the end of the year, I would say. And if it does get more alarming, then you, you've got to react to that. And let's hope the WWE does. I think I'm not hating Raw or SmackDown at the moment. They are watchable shows, but they lack something. They lack a certain, ooh, you know, I need to, I need to tune in. Uh, AJ Parker and Super Chat. Quicksilver, good to see you. If no Simon says today we riot, uh, there is no Simon. There's no talk shows today. I know the devo- You'll see. Do see. Uh, you've been ducking and dodging, not giving us Simon says. Give us what we want, please. AJ, I promise the next time it makes sense, I will, I will, I will give you what you want, big Dave Batista. I try not to overdo skits and ups and downs. I try and let them be very organic. I hate that word and natural because otherwise I think I'd run them into the ground a little bit. But um, I'll do my best. Shout out to Messi in the super chat who says, do you feel like the Kabuki Warriors are becoming anime villain goobers? Women's tag chats were beaten down by Solo Becky after evil laughter. I am confused about what the plan is with them because we've made them women's tag team champions and almost instantly forgotten that they, w- they are women's tag team champions. Because they've gone into a basically individual single suit with Becky Lynch. I mean, that has to have been the, 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 the design of it. Because at the start of the match, the commentators made it very clear to say, oh, Becky Lynch wants to get revenge on Oscar. And she has to go through Kyrie Sane first. So why make them tag team champions? That's the, that's the thing that I don't understand. Um, and they have... Here's the thing. I like the twist with Paige. I, I thought it was crazy. It's like, why the flip is Paige back for no apparent reason? But them turning on her, I actually thought them gave them quite good heel heat. It made you hate them. And I do think they play the characters well. I think the issue is, is they're so good as baby faces. I think WWE probably needs that more now. We need people to get behind and not more people to hate. But I know what you mean. They are coming across a little bit comical, but I think they're doing their best with what they, with what they, with what they can. 
Uh, also, quick shout out as well. I should say this um, to pinsandknuckles.com. They uh, my merchandise partner and they help me with merchandise. You can check them out at pinsandknuckles.com or you can get your own merch. At, no, so you get your own merch there or you can get exclusive Simon Miller merch at pinsandknucklesmerch.com. So you can check that out now too. And also loads of people are watching. So hello to everyone that's joined. If you could smash the subscribe button, I would really appreciate it. Uh, and outside of that, if you want to drop me a super chat, do. And I promise to read your question, read your statement, it's up to you. You choose the direction of the show. Uh, Panther King in the Super Chat has done that, and he just says this whole Rusev thing is funny and stupid. Yeah, that's the best way to sum it up. Like, it's not bad television. You can be entertained by it, but I don't think it's helping. <laughs> I think this is the kind of stuff that WWE has done for a long time, and arguably they need to get away. We need something new. We need some fresh faces, some fresh narratives, some fresh everything. It just it's starting to feel a little bit status quo-y again. And I think if that starts to get represented in the ratings, then we're in real trouble. Because you know what they'll do? They'll kill the brand split. And if you watch ups and downs, you know I don't like it when they do that. It just drags me through the mud. Geordie Lon in the Super Chat says, The way I keep up with WWE is through YouTube channels talking about it, and I can't say I feel like I'm missing out, to be honest. Absolutely do. Absolutely do. So many people say that to me, and it works for me. I love it. Because so many people watch ups and downs. They say, cheers, Miller. I didn't want to watch that. And you watched it for me. And I'll do that to the day that I die. But it's not, it's not, that, that does, it's kind of difficult for me. Like, because basically you want a good product, right? It's like any television show. If you are enjoying a television show, you will watch it every single week. And you will look forward to it or be on demand or you'll stream it. However, you know, and if it does go off the rails... You'll stop watching. And this is where WWE kind of comes into its own. You know, another show would get cancelled. Name me a show that hasn't been cancelled other than soap operas. There isn't one. Seinfeld cancelled. Friends cancelled. Um, you know, Firefly cancelled. I'm trying to think of old classic TV shows. I can't now. Star Trek gets cancelled eventually. You no know, Next Generation, original series, Deep Space Nine. That doesn't run forever. And that's because they have a shelf life. And technically, wrestling should be exactly the same. But it is... But it has no shelf life and it goes on forever. So eventually you can just read the cliff notes or watch ups and downs or read reports or YouTube, whatever, and you get as much out of it. And that's why we kind of need to hit reset now. We had the season premiere. Let's change thing up. New characters, new storylines, new way of, uh, you know, presenting things. I don't think we're getting that right now. And I think the reason that feels elevated at the moment is because we had this shift from Fox and all of that. And yet nothing's changed. So it does stand out a little bit more. So no, Geordie, I don't think you're, uh, I don't think you're alone by any stretch of the imagination. My man Sean Gilhorn in the super chat as well, who says, "How do you have Becky versus Saint and have zero mention of the women's tag title match on NXT?" Um, because they don't think about things like that. I don't believe. I tell you, the whole women's tag team division on WWE Raw and SmackDown is just really weird. Sasha and Bailey, we know how that went. The Iconics, they vanished from TV, and now we've had a random heel turn by the Kabuki Warriors, and we don't know why. We just have to accept it. And now they're involved in single feuds with Becky Lynch. It's really, it's really, really, really strange uh, all around. But hey, that's what they do. I'm just trying to get back to where we were. There we are. Um, I, don't know. I don't know. NXT is a weird show at the moment as well in terms of how it correlates to Raw and SmackDown. Tony V in the Super Chat says, What happens when a non-wrestling fan turns on Raw and his long-winded explanation of Rusev's sex life is the exact opposite of AEW? I can tell you what happens, because it always happens to me when WWE does this stuff. I will always convince someone who doesn't like wrestling to watch, and then something like that happens. And I get text messages where they go, what the flip is this? And I have to go, you're right, I'm sorry, don't watch. 
their response is they don't understand it. Well, most other people that in my world anyway, they don't get it. They don't get what's going on. They find it absolutely baffling. <laughs> but why would you, right? Because you're not invested in these characters. And then you've got Bobby Lashley in a towel or Bobby Lashley giving Lana a massage. You've got Rusev looking really, really mad. I, I don't think it's a good way. I don't know who it's for, unless they are trying to go after the soap opera reality TV crowd. Maybe they are, and maybe it works. Let's have a chat in about 12 hours when the ratings come out. Maybe it actually turns out that this is what people want. I'm not against that. You know, if it's not for me, that's cool. I'm not. It's not an audience of one. It's an audience of millions, and if they can tap into that, I'm never going to complain. It's just something I'll choose not to watch, which I won't because I'm very lucky to do what I do professionally. But if it's not working, then really you should react to that and go, okay, let's do something different. I don't feel like WWE is doing that at the moment. Um, the Zohan in the Super Chat says, do you think Baron Corbin would have been a more believable title challenger if he faced Seth after King of the Ring instead of before? Yeah, I think that would have made more sense. If that's what they should have done. That's what they should have done. If you tell everybody, if you win the King of the Ring, you get a number one contender shot, then not only do you legitimize that tournament, but you legitimize Baron Corbin, you legitimize the title. Seth Rollins can win. And then next year, if we do do King of the Ring again, which I hope we do, it's like, well, well, look what it did for Baron Corbin. Okay, he didn't win, but it put him in a position to win. So I think they should have done that. I find it amazing that we're still in the same calendar year when we were doing Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin because it feels so long ago. Think about the amount of stuff that's gone on since then. And now, obviously, Baron Corbin's become Tawley Baldy. And Shorty G, unbelievable. Undead FB Goo in the Super Chat says, three hours of Raw, I possibly watch 45 minutes at normal speed. I've heard about this. This is a new thing that people do. They want to watch Raw, and they watch it at like 1.52 speed, which is amazing. They just zoom through it. Some people will read and then go and watch the things they want to do. And I'm not saying, I don't know if this is the majority or not, because the, uh, you know, the, the vocal minority is just that. So they're always going to be the loudest. But in my world, at least my sphere of influence, it certainly does feel like more and more people are approaching Raw like that. Or they just want to know the headlines. I get text messages from wrestling friends that say, what happened this week? Should I watch it? That's not what you want. You want to be must-see television. You want to be convincing people that you can, you can tune in. And again, that ties into the Bobby Lashley stuff, right? Is that must-see TV? No, even if you are enjoying it because it's so bad, it's good. It's still not must-see TV. You know you can catch up on social media and move on. Um, my man, Raghaven N in the Super Chat says, Phil, for both Raw and SmackDown, they lack real top guys to run the show. Raw with John Cena and SmackDown with Edge used to be awesome. That's true. We don't have guys like that anymore. And I think what we can look at now is that John Cena leaving had a much more detrimental effect than we realized. There's no two ways about that. He was the last big star. I don't think Roman Reigns has fit that void. <laughs> Seth Rollins definitely hasn't fit that void. Becky Lynch could potentially start to be doing it, but it's not reflected in the ratings so far. Uh, she certainly has the, the potential to do so. And it's still early days, really. It's not even a year of that character. So we will see, but you're right. It, uh, both, it, it, there's not a huge reason to tune into either show in terms of the wrestlers. And that's something that WWE needs to change as well. It really is. Just because I've seen a few people mentioning it as well. Yeah, you can check out me wrestling in a cave on this very YouTube channel right now. Just go to the homepage or, you know, just the, the, the landing page, whatever you want to do. I uh, would appreciate any feedback, appreciate any comments. Always like it when people check out my wrestling matches and offer me constructive criticism. Or you can just tell me I'm a pile of crap. That happens anyway. So if you want to join that brigade, you can. But that is live on the YouTube channel right now. Another great reason to subscribe if you haven't already. Shout out to my man Geeked Out Nation who says AEW, NXT, Dark, NWA. Uh, they make it so Raw and SmackDown can be missed. That's a great way to look at it as well. 
I don't think we're going to get this wrestling boom that a lot of people predicted. Um, but what I think it has done is because it's offered so much choice, the people that are invested now are going to be much more... Well, we only have a certain amount of time that we can use for entertainment, which is what wrestling is. So yeah, if you're enjoying AEW or NWA or whatever, NXT, more than Raw and SmackDown, you just stop watching Raw and SmackDown because you can get your wrestling feel from elsewhere. It's only fair to say that Dynamite right now is smashing it. Really good show. Like, it just is. It's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but it ticks along at a pretty good pace. NXT is doing the same kind of thing. I think that's awesome right now. Dark is a fun hour. NWA may be the best of the bunch if you're into old school wrestling like me. And if you get through the week and you think to yourself, you know what? I've had my wrestling feel. Then yeah, feel, feel. Then you won't watch Raw SmackDown, which is nuts. Uh, v Brands in the Super Chat says, Southside wrestling was fun and emotional. Oh, wow, of course, Vicky went to the last ever Southside show when the AEW guys turned up. Uh, MJF was brilliant, especially when a go-go knocked him out. He got Cody to cradle him like a baby into the back. It's Chris Jericho-esque, right? When you understand what a heel should be. Yeah, Anthony Agogo signed with AEW as well. Probably doesn't mean much to a worldwide audience, but if you're a boxing fan, especially a UK boxing fan like myself, you know, I was well aware of Agogo's career and his vision problems and winning the Olympic medal in 2012. So it's kind of awesome that he's managed to make that segue. I mean, he's obviously he's brand new, but look, he comes with it. He's not just a random guy. He is a former Olympic winning boxer. So you have to take that, uh, you have to take that into it. I think it'd be really fascinating. I think everybody at All Elite is smart enough. They're not going to push him into something he's not ready for. Cody Rhodes himself said this is more of a uh, a developmental thing. So they're basically taking him under his wing. He'll probably be trained by Dustin or Goldust, whatever you want to call him. I think it was great. And that's outside wrestling. I've seen some clips. I've seen some pictures. It looked like a really, really good show. So yeah, I'm glad you had a good time, Vicky. Uh, Silence is her weapon. Zero says, with the last two Raw Rumbles being somewhat predictable winners and having both winners lose, who do you think should they should go with the upcoming one? I think it's Drew McIntyre. I think WWE has finally decided to pull the trigger on Drew, as we've kind of seen since he's ever come back. I think he's going to be decisive in the fall this, this weekend or this Thursday in Team Hogan versus Team Flair. If they decide to hold off to the Rumble and they don't do anything beforehand, because we may get Seth and Drew to the end of the month, a year, I think Drew McIntyre wins the Rumble. In terms of the women, I have no idea. I have no idea. Who's what? Oscar and Becky. Probably Charlotte, just because. But who knows? If you had told me last week that Charlotte was going to team up with Natalia, I would have told you you were crazy. Pfft, I have no idea. I tell you who's not going to win it, Oscar or Kyrie Sane. Chicken Salad just threw some money into the Super Chat. Thank you, Chicken Salad. I'm quite hungry right now as well, so you've, uh, you've doubled up there. I can think about having a, a wonderful Chicken Salad. Um, where am I? So many Super Chats today. Honestly, guys, you've humbled me to, to say the least. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, my man Brandon is back to tell me how to pronounce it. Hey, Simon, it's pronounced... Cavallaro. Joke, buddy. It's all good. No, I need to know, man. Buddy Cavallaro. It's a good name. Brandon Cavallaro. Buddy Murphy on the brain. It's a good name, Brandon. I respect it. Uh, Cyrus Sahi, another good name, says, you're an inspiration, man. Keep up the positivity. That's very kind, Cyrus. Thank you, dude. That's really, really kind. I try. I do my best. Thank you very much for supporting. Hey, if I've been able to inspire or whatever, even just a little bit, I'm honored to do so. But remember, it's all you. I don't do a lot. I'm just a bored asshole ranting and raving on YouTube. Carl uh, Lincoln on the Super Chat says, With the Saudi shows coming off two terribly rated go-home shows, is it possible that Fastlane or the December pay-per-view gets replaced by Evolution 2? 
I hope so. But no, I don't think WWE is planning to do that this year. I don't know why. I don't know what the stats of the figures for the first evolution were. I think that show was one of the best of last year because it looked different. It felt different. Everyone busted their ass and that main event was really good. But no, I can't see it. I don't know what the plan is. I don't know what the plan for Survivor Series is. Like, what's the plan for Survivor Series? Like, are they going to, you know, are they going to do Raw versus SmackDown? Can we really do that? Is that really a good idea? And if they are, are we going to get Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins again? Are we going to get AJ Styles versus Nakamura again? Are we going to get, who is it, Becky versus Bailey? That's not so bad. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we do there. Who, who's the tag champs? I can't even remember. Who the hell, the Revival... I remember the raw t- who the hell are the raw tag team champions how bad is this i should be able to know i have at the moment i have drawn a complete bank who the hell are the raw tag team champ i gotta look it up i gotta look it up how embarrassing for me raw tag team cha- as soon as i see it i'll be like oh yeah of course but that's how little they, they shine a light on it of course it's the viking raiders they were even on raw but they had a squash dan lemley in the super chat says we need more street profits they are great they are pretty good. They got a lot of potential. I thought that promo they did on Raw was okay. Um, I think it was the best thing I've ever seen. But it was it was good building blocks. Not everything has to be the best thing ever. And I think we're taking our time with the Street Profits. And I'm all good with that. So I agree with you, Dan. A massive shout out to Anthony Taggle. My word, my friend. Who has thrown an incredible amount in the Super Chat. It's a shame, Anthony, because I've tried to... If someone can help me with this, send me an email again. SimonJMiller at gmail.com. I would like something on my screen that when people do throw money in the Super Chat, we can have a top donator thing, because I think it's only fair to shout that people out. I don't know how to do it, because I'm old and stupid. So if you can help, don't worry, you can't. But Anthony, say thank you so much. Uh, I love you, Simon, and I can't wait for you to be here in America <laughs> so I can see you beat the hell out of Sammy Callahan, Dude, Let me if you're going to come, let me know. I'll come and I'll shake your hand just for that incredibly nice Super Chat. Honestly, dude, you blow my brain. As soon as I'm done here, I'll text my girlfriend and I'll tell her. I always do that. I'll be like, dude, you, don't call my girlfriend, dude. Dude, I'm going to do it now. Dude, you'll never guess what happened. Thank you, dude. Yeah, blow, you have. You've blown my brain. You really have. On that note as well, to follow up from Anthony what he said, um, yeah, it's on. Simon Miller versus Sammy Callahan in a What Culture Death match. I don't even know what that is at the moment. At Pile Drivers and Pancakes, or Pancakes and the Pile Drivers, over WrestleMania 20 weekend. So if you're going to be going to WrestleCon or whatever uh, convention is going to attach itself this to there, obviously down in Florida, buy a ticket. Come see me and Sammy Callahan whip each other's ass. This is serious stuff. He thinks what I do, given all this, the ups and downs, shouldn't be happening in wrestling. And he wants to shut me up. And I want to shut him up. For not liking what I do. Because I love what I do. And I'm very proud of what I do. So yeah. Florida. 2020. April. Miller's first match in America. If you can come, please do. Keep an eye on... Go to Pro Wrestling Revolver. Keep an eye on PWR uh, on Twitter. And they'll let you know when tickets go on sale. And we can go and do this. Again, Anthony. Thank you so much, man. Thank that. You you, you have made my day, my friend. That's really, really kind of you. Uh, And it will help. It allows me to do more of these podcasts as we were talking about at the start. Michael W. Will we ever see Will Ospreay versus Rollins in a WWE ring possible WrestleMania match in the future? I mean, it depends on Will Ospreay. I don't think Will Ospreay has any desire to go to WWE. And why should he? He's got a great career. He's smashing it in New Japan. He clearly likes it there. Already considered one of the best wrestlers there is. So it's not like he has anything to prove. I think most people end up there because I think before your career's over, it's good to say, you know, I ticked all the boxes. So maybe, and I'd love to see it. I think it'd be an incredible match. You know, for all of the Seth Rollins issues at the moment, I don't think you can doubt that he's an amazing professional wrestler. He is an incredible professional wrestler. 
and, and you know, Will Ospreay's only going to get better, injuries aside. So I'd love to see it. I'll keep everything crossed that I see it. And if it ever happens at a WrestleMania main event or WrestleMania match, it'll you know, be crazy. Because obviously Will Ospreay comes from around here, my, my neck of the woods. And anyone to go that far, you can only respect it. It comes down to talent and hard work. Uh, Baron Rickett in the Super Chat just says, FS1 is a premium channel on most providers. And it didn't, SmackDown didn't do very well. We'll find out. We'll find out in about a week's time. In a week's time, we will know what it did back on FS1. Maybe we should wait to the week after as things balance out. Maybe it's going to be a problem. I don't know. I, I want it to do well. I want all shows to do well because I think it benefits the fans and it benefits the wrestlers. But maybe it won't. There's no guarantees in life. The Duffy017 just threw some money in the super chat. Thank you, the Duffy. I massively appreciate that. Someone has just said, are you still a wrestling champion? According to my mum, I've been since I was born. Uh, <laughs> she never said that. Simon, you are a wrestling champion. I've lost my super chats now because I made a joke. Idiot. Undead FB Goo, again, super chat. Always supporting, always appreciated. Two hours of AEW and I rewatch bits again and it takes me longer to watch. I'm ready for AEW Dark later. Being the elite was also amazing this week. They're doing well. They've got momentum. They know where they're going. Apparently, they've got storylines booked out for a year. Kind of goes to show what's old is new again. Long-term, smart planning, good stories that make sense. I mean, New Japan's been doing that for ages and so have places like Impact and LLW. But... You know, basically, AEW's on a bigger platform. So for them to do it does make it feel like a bigger deal. That's just how the world works. And obviously, Undead here is well into AEW. So much so that she doesn't even want to watch WWE anymore. And that could happen. That could happen. We need, WWE needs to make sure that doesn't, that doesn't go down. I've just got to the point where everyone is telling me it's the Viking Raiders. That's how far I am behind. I'm just an idiot. Shout out to my man, Tem Eugene, who says, Hi, I'm Simon. New subscriber. I love your content. Hey, man, welcome. And if you haven't subscribed yet, smash the subscribe button right now. It's just fun seeing that number go up. I don't know why. It's like Pavlovian conditioning. Do you think we'll get longer takeovers with NXT now being two hours? I think it's a real possibility. I think you make a great point. I think you make a great point. Um... It certainly could happen because there's this idea, this, this mentality that you have to give more on a quote-unquote pay-per-view. I don't agree. You know, I think it's all good to be two hours as long as those two hours are awesome. But maybe they will think that way. I hope they don't. To me, three hours is the perfect length for a pay-per-view because it's still different to Raw, right? We take Raw as an example. A Raw pay-per-view can be three hours just because it's the same as the TV show, yeah, but they're different things. They're presented differently. I think, Timujin, I think it could happen. And I think when it does happen, it's going to suck. <laughs> no, it's not true. It depends what kind of show they put on. I'd rather they didn't, but absolutely. I, I think there's a real, um, a real thing that can happen. I just realized Kevin Owens wasn't on Raw. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's not even talk about it. Lee Spicer just says in the Super Chat, what they're doing to Rusev is breaking my heart. Well, yeah. It's not like we haven't been here before. It's just a rerun of the summer race storyline we did in the winter. Uh, the summer, sorry, of like 2014-15 with Dolph Ziggler. That's what they do. They want to see if it's going to work. And again, the ratings prove all. Um, <laughs> suck Mike Hock. Very, <laughs> very nice. Threw some money in the super chat. Brilliant. It's S-U-Q-M-I-K-E-H-O-K. Suck Mike Hock. You can work it out. Silence is how Weapons Zero and Super Chat says, with everyone talking about how much money WWE has, do you think they're preparing for when their deal ends? No, but they better be. That's the real talking point here. We don't need to get into this stuff too much, but 
five years down the line, the world changes, right? If WWE hasn't got its ratings in a good place, they're not going to be able to make the same money on the deals they did this time, and that's bad. That's a business taking a step back. On the contrary, right now, someone like All Elite Wrestling, everybody who's a good analyst is saying the deal that TNT cut with them is a bargain. So if they keep doing well, they'll get a bigger deal, and that's how you can close the gap. That's when things start to change. I don't think AEW's ever going to put WWE out of business but it's those kind of decisions that will allow them to get a step closer. And you just don't know. People shat all over WCW back in the day and look what happened. I know it's a different world and, you know, there's no... I don't, I don't think it's going to happen like that. But you do need to start future-proofing, even though it's still five years away. You don't want your average SmackDown rating to be 1.5 and Raw to be 1.8. You want to make sure you keep going up and up and up. And as of yet, it's not really there. Geeked Out Nation, the Super Chat says was looking through the AEW roster, and they don't have many mid-carders. A lot of top guys and tag teams. What three indie guys should AEW add to the roster? Oh, man, it's one of those questions. Uh, indie guys out there right now. I mean, they've got a lot of them already. I don't think they need to overdo it. There's nothing wrong with having a top guy in a mid-card position. That's just what you've got to do. Everybody takes their turn, and you kind of, you kind of layer them up. It's all right for a, for a main event guy to be... Uh, yeah, to be, you know, semi-main event, third match on the show opener because it just makes it feel more cool, I think. I, don't, I think, you, you know, you work your way to the main event. You don't get there just because people think you deserve to be there. I'm trying to think of indie talent because everyone I can think of has already been signed. I don't know. I don't, it's terrible, isn't it? The answer is I don't know. Indie talents that deserve to be signed. I mean, I put David Starr in there. Um, but he doesn't want that. <laughs> I can tell you that first off. Or at least that's my, uh, that's my I, I don't think he would. I'm trying to think of guys that are absolutely smashing it right now. See, Bandido I'd put in there, but he is signed to Ring of Honor, so you can't count him as an indie talent. I don't know, my friend. I will think about it, and I will, uh, I will, I will, I will get back to you. Um, where am I going now? I'm going to Silence is her Weapon Zero in the Super Chat. As Braun once said, these hands are rated E for everyone, especially Sammy Callahan. That's right. It's going to be E-rated hardcore match. I don't think it is. Have you seen his match? And Silence also says, Kevin's stepfather passed away, so I think that's why he wasn't on TV. In that case, then, I would, good. I'm glad I didn't say anything, and I'm glad I didn't mention ups and downs. Personal life and real life should always come before wrestling. I didn't know that. That sucks. So uh, all the best. He doesn't watch this, obviously, but all the best to Kevin Owen and his family and obviously his wife's family. That sucks. That's a horrible thing. Uh, that's a horrible thing to happen. Uh, and Geeked Out Nation says, "What do you make of NXT rumors of moral and money issues?" I don't really like ever commenting on that stuff. I was Geeked Out Nation. Did I say that? Super chat. Thank you as always. Um, and we'll, we'll tie this in because Brandon's also come back and said your thoughts on Jordan Miles. Yeah, I don't like to make too many uh, comments on this. Uh, we start with the NXT rumors about moral and money issues. I don't know if it's true. Now. Talking completely matter-of-factly of this, if it is, if you have just moved NXT to television and you're not paying your performers more money, then yes, that is an issue. I mean, who, that's a promotion. So if you get promoted at work and you say, oh, you've got to do more dates or you've got to work on a bigger stage, we're not going to pay you more, you would be pissed off. And I think sometimes we have to remember that wrestling is a job, a great job and a dream job, but people have still worked hard to get there. They've sacrificed and they still have a talent, right? They're still bringing something to that promotion. So you can't just go out, who cares? 
well, you you have to care. So that is that does suck, and that is going to affect morale. Of course, it is finances. I mean, to me, creativity and passion are the most important thing. But as we talked about at the very start of this podcast, unfortunately, you need to tie those things in with finances. Again, if you've just joined, I have a patron right now, patreon.com forward slash Simon316. This is a cheap plug too. It's going in the wrong direction. I need to make sure it goes in the right direction so I can keep doing the podcast and my YouTube channel, everything. But that doesn't you know, that's not what's important. That's just what's essential. And I would imagine it's the same for the NXT guys. When it comes to Jordan Miles, that's something else that I struggle to comment on. Here's my, here's my take on it. As a white guy, I never feel like I am in a proper position to comment on it, right? I just don't. I, while I can, I always get this wrong. While I can sympathize, I can't empathize because I'm not a black guy and therefore I don't know what it feels like to be racially abused. Now, I'm Jewish and I have had anti-Semitic abuse of me in the past, so that's where I get an idea like I completely understand. Didn't agree with that t-shirt whatsoever. I don't think anybody can agree with that t-shirt. I think it was a really, really stupid and bad move all around. And I think Jordan Miles is well within his right to respond and react to that. Outside of that, I don't think it's my position to say where the line is. Some of the things that's happened, I think, went too far. Not too far, that's the wrong word. I didn't go too far. I just think we went off in the wrong direction. And I think certain things were said about other people who I've met, but I won't name drop here because I think it's fair. And, you know, my humble opinion are, again, not fair. I guess all I've got, not fair comments. But it's, it's a really, really difficult situation. I think if we bring it right back down to the base... The t-shirt is bad. <laughs> it just is. The t-shirt, the t-shirt is bad. How it got there, I don't know. But then everything else, I mean, I'm not saying there is a right or wrong. I'm just saying in my world, I would never air my dirty laundry on social media. I don't even talk about my personal life on social media because I use social media as a way to connect and talk to people about wrestling or about whatever's going on at the time. But it's very difficult. I think it's very upsetting all around is how I will finish that off. Linda D, who was on the podcast recently. Linda, lovely to see you in the Super Chat. Good to see you, Simon. I'm looking forward to the new Impact show that starts this week. I'll see you in Tampa. Yeah, Impact on Access. I mean, goodness gracious, if you wanted more, I know Impact's not new, but if you wanted something sort of that's more prevalent, I guess maybe is the right word, or maybe a bit more secure. And Impact's good. I watched Bound for Glory a couple of weeks ago. We did ups and downs on it. I keep up with Impact as much as I can. Admittedly, I am a clip guy when it comes to Impact. They just don't have the time, which sucks. And it's a really good show. I like Brian Cage. I do like Sammy Callahan, even though I'm going to kick his ass. Tessa Blanchard is awesome. And the roster is really good. They seem to work in harmony. I think um, uh, Ethan Page is, you know, he's got all the talent in the world. I'm intrigued to see where they're going to go. I really did enjoy it. RVD turning hill had me cracking up. Uh, the Ken Shamrock Moose match didn't really go to plan, but seeing Ken Shamrock in his mid-50s even doing it and looking like that, brilliant. I think Impact's a really good show. I really do. A lot of love. Uh, a lot of love for, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, yeah, just everything they're doing. I think um, I, I think they're good. Um I was going to say something else now. I've completely forgotten. Was it about Impact? No. Let's talk about WWE. <laughs> let's, let me, let me, actually, let me do what I always do. Let's go and check that nothing is going down um, with, uh, with WWE because sometimes things break and, and, and we're not there. <laughs> and it's like, oh, man. Uh, also, a lot of people are talking about the stuff I just mentioned. There's no right or wrong. There is no wrong. Well, there is actually there is wrong. That's just my opinion. Okay, that's just my opinion. That's how I approach the world. You can approach your world uh, uh, completely differently. So apparently, we've got a list of people that aren't going to be on Crown Jewel, which I do find always interesting. 
Let me get this up if this is going to work. Uh, Alistair Black is not going. The Ascension aren't going. That doesn't mean anything. The Ascension aren't even in WWE 2K20. Apparently, the Authors of Pain aren't there. EC3. Uh, he's not in the Battle Royal. Kevin Owens, The Miz, uh, Rey Mysterio, Samoa Joe, The Street Profits, The Usos, Big Show, The Clones, Daniel Bryan, Drew Gulak, Elias, The Hardy Boys, Jinder Mahal, Lars Sullivan, Sami Zayn, Sheamus, Xavier Woods. A lot of them are injuries, though. What a stupid story. <laughs> <laughs> just, I just got a stupid story to throw uh, to throw out there. I don't think anyone else is going to go on. I mean, Raw, uh, Raw. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't hate it. I want to point that out. I did not hate it. It was just strange. Geeked Out Nation in the super chat has ranked his, his shows by his favorite right now. Number one, AEW. Number two, Raw. Number three, NXT. Number four, SmackDown. Number five, Dark. And number six, NWA. Good for you, man. I respect that. I respect it. Like, Raw is a. It's not a it's not a it's not a bad show. It's just a, a confused show, I would say. I think they're still trying to figure out like take the um take the Buddy Murphy thing. I think Buddy Murphy is great. And I love the fact he had a video package last week. I was like, great, we're gonna push him. And he gets put in a comedy match with R Truth. Now R Truth is flipping brilliant. R Truth to me should be in the Hall of Fame yesterday. He's so good. He's so good at what he does. But when the focus is on dudes running around the ring in the 24-7 championship, Buddy Murphy almost fades into the background. I don't think that benefits him. I know he wins. But as we've talked about before, there is a way of winning and there is a way of losing where actually you come out the other side feeling even better. And I don't think that we um, and I don't think that we did. I don't think that we did that here. I think we just kind of like kicked Bobby Murphy. I don't know. It was just it was a, it was a bit of an oddity. Uh, it was a bit of an oddity, I thought. And, and it's the same with the Andrade. The Andrade Sincara match. Absolutely hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Sincara goes, I got a backup plan. What was her name? I can't remember her name now, but they got it wrong on the screen. That's all I can remember. But I got a backup plan, and she's going to be out there to stop Zelina Vega. She does stop Zelina Vega, but Sin Cara is so happy about this, he turns his back on Andrade, who rolls him up and beats him. <laughs> so your backup plan failed, and also you were so convinced that it wasn't going to work. When it did work, you lost your mind. It's excellent. It was so ridiculous. But Andrade is another one. Sin Cara, too. I think Sin Cara has an upside. But uh, Andrade, too, is another guy. I want to see big push. I like the AOP promos. Like, if, if the other side of these AOP promos is them coming in and fighting the Viking Raiders for the championships, that would be awesome. I don't need to see Eric and Ivar in any more squash matches, especially when they've already won the gold. To me, squash matches are there to showcase your talent. But if we've already decided that they're over, and you can debate that, but in terms of WWE, if you're the champions, that's surely the reason you got it. Let's do interviews that let, let me know more about these dudes do they actually go and pillage villages like vikings i just think there was more interesting stuff we could have done with them than just oh here's our cool moves again i know you're awesome wrestlers i know that uh geeked out nation saying oh i was asking what yours was oh i see oh my problem geeked out nation um so mine would be what's my favorite show right now i mean right now as in week to week yes i would say AEW is first nwa is second then i would put raw because it cracks me up. Because this isn't fair because I don't get to watch NXT properly because I don't have any time. But given how I approach stuff, yeah, it'd be AEW, Raw, NWA, SmackDown, Dark, NXT. But the only reason NXT's at the end is because I have to watch it in clips so I don't get the best, the best stuff out of it. I love Finn Balor turning heel, by the way. I did a video on What Culture about that, which is called Why WWE Turned, uh, Turned Him Heel. You should absolutely go and check, uh, watch that if you haven't already. I just... Way, way overdue. I get because he was on NXT, we probably could have had him for a face for longer. But no, turn him heel, man. Like Finn Balor as a heel is good. It's fresh. Hopefully it will create some intrigue so more people will tune into NXT. Hopefully we build some kind of club around him. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. 
No, I was really happy about that. I think Finn Balor as Finn Balor as a face has run out of steam a long time ago. I don't mean that in a in a horrible way. I just mean, you know, being the smiling guy that never really won a feud. You enter Bray Wyatt territory where you need a reset. Turning him heel is a real is a reset. So uh, yeah, I can't I can't wait. Uh, Silence is a weapon zero. In the super chat with John Morrison signing with WWE, do you think he'll be booked better? I'm hopeful, but it's WWE, so I know it's a long shot. Um, I mean, we don't even 100% know if he's if he is back with WWE. I mean, there's been no sort of proper announcement. It certainly does seem that way. He must think that he's going to do all right. I mean, it's so so much talent there right now. It's hard to break through. But if we are serious with the brand split, he will find a place. John Morrison is very good. He's even better now with his experience. He knows what he's doing. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully... Um, Hopefully he does. I like John Morrison, and I know he watches What Culture too, which blew my brain when I found that out. Uh, Undead Effie Goon Super Chat says, Thoughts on the pack versus Moch match last week? I loved it. I absolutely loved that match. I thought it was really well done. It felt like a pay-per-view. I know a lot of people didn't like the time limit draw, but I did because I feel like All Elite Wrestling is so new. It has to teach you the way they're going to approach things, and you never see that in WWE, so you've got to know that the time limit is important. I honestly thought it was I thought it was top stuff. Plus, it just created so many other stories. My favorite thing that's happened on AEW TV to date is Cody Rose smashing through this sweet window to beat up Chris Jericho in the inner circle. That that to me is good attitude era stuff. It really bought in. It built the main event. I can't wait to see it. I want Cody to win, even though I don't think he will. Maybe MJF turns. Look how much I can say off one segment. AEW's good right now. I'm not I still love WWE because people go, oh, you're a fanboy. Nope. I'm a fanboy for good resting, and I just think AEW right now, because it feels fresh, new toy at Christmas, certainly um, certainly uh, is a point. So, you know, that's, that's something they have to their benefit, and they're using it. Uh, my man Brand in the Super Chat says, if you could steal any finisher, what would it be? Mine would be the Swanton. Oh, the Jackhammer, or the Stunner, or the RKO. You know, things that get huge reactions, and I, I mean, the Jackhammer's not easy to hit, but people loved it. Definitely. The Swanton Bomb. You could do this. Everyone does Swanton Bombs, though. So I think you could get away with the Swanton. So you can have it, Brandon. I will take the RKO, which is... I mean, everyone does cutters, too. I'll take the Stunner. I'll take the Jackhammer. Done? Good. Uh, AJ Parker <laughs> says in the Super Chat, the Viking Raiders are 305 live. They are. That is true. They're big dudes. Okay, on that note, I've uh, got three minutes to go. So I would just say, obviously, when we are done here, head over to What Culture Wrestling. Make sure you give them a subscribe. Ups and downs start at 2 p.m. GMT now. Oh, excuse me. GMT, BST is dead. We will go through the show. I have a lot to say. It was uh, interesting, as we've already uh, as we already talked about it uh, on here. If you are watching now and you haven't subscribed, please subscribe to the channel. I appreciate it. Also, if you go to the homepage of the channel, the landing page, whatever you want to call it, you can see me wrestling in a cave from a couple of weeks ago. And every time I can get my hands on footage, I will make sure that I share that with you. Uh, I had an awesome, awesome time. Awesome time. I had an awesome wrestling weekend as well. Just to catch you up on Saturday, I was wrestling for Wrestling League against a guy called Nick Payne. I had a blast. Managed to win. And then on Sunday, I managed to wrestle a guy called Plague. I mean, that guy's <laughs> weird, dude. But I got the win there as well. So it's back-to-back wins. Simon Miller is finally on a roll when it comes to pro wrestling matches. And I'm all right about that. And if you're around on Sunday... Uh, I'm resting down for NFW, so you can come check them out as well. I'm going to try and win there as well. There'll be three wins on the bounce. Four wins, because I won in the cave. I'm on a three-match winning streak. Here it comes. Uh, I'm really sorry, man. You're from Russia. I, I can't read Russian, so I can't pronounce your name. But you've asked me, have you ever watched any Rus- Russian wrestling matches? 
I don't think I have. No, I, I don't think I have at all. So that is something that I should try and have to do. I can't even think of any Russian wrestlers. Vladimir Kozlov, was he Russian? I think he was. I, I will try and make up for that. And Matt Moore in the Super Chat says, podcast on, money in the pot. Miller is the man. Give it as many ups as possible. Thanks, Miller. As always, enjoy the rest of your day. Matt and everybody watching, you're all very lovely people. I appreciate you. I missed you last week, but now we are rocking and rolling. We'll make sure that we smash another podcast out this week. Um, you know, we, we do some uh, special ones on here and we do some special ones audio-wise, so make sure you subscribe to the podcast. I'm going to shift the podcast from SoundCloud to a different provider, so it will be on Spotify soon. If you are an audio listener and it just vanishes, please get in touch with me so I can redirect you to the new feed. It shouldn't change, but we all know that that can happen, right? But I think we need to get it on Spotify and that's the only way that I can... Uh, that's the only way I can do it. Uh, shout out to Tank Bearclaw in the Super Chat, which is the greatest name ever. Simon Miller is the best part of being a wrestling fan. You all humble me. Thank you, Tank. That's very, very nice. I try. I try my best. And it's great that I have an audience. I have an audience, right? If I didn't have an audience, it wouldn't be any, any fun. So, you know, thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for supporting. Again, I do have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Simon316. Thank you so much for all the Super Chats today. You're going to smile for the rest of the day. Uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Simon316. Give my YouTube channel a subscribe if you are listening to this in the audio version. Just search for Simon Miller and smash the subscribe button. You'll see my profile pic with me in my dumb wrestling gear. What else do we do? I have merchandise, simonmiller.bigcartel.com and exclusive merchandise at pinsandknucklesmerch.com. Another shout out to my man, Anthony, for absolutely just making my day with an incredible super chat and to everybody else. Let's head over to What Culture Wrestling if you are watching this live on YouTube right now. We'll do live ups and downs, but otherwise, have a great hour. I always appreciate it. Keep an eye on your YouTube notifications because we will definitely do another, uh, probably on Thursday after AEW because not much happens on Wednesday anymore. It's quite a quiet day unless some news breaks. You never know. But I love you all. Thank you again. Take my eyes off the screen as I fear. There it is. We're done. See ya.